Wake up. Life is in session. And you're in control. This is The Pursuit of Awesome. The podcast that gives you the jolt you'll need to seize the day. To live a life you're proud of. And here's your host, Charlie Harari. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. It's an honor to be with you again. Thanks so much for for being here. Missed you over the past month. And thank you so much for those who, who emailed in and, and commented. It really means a lot. It meant a lot to me personally. Manifesting, and if not, you know, you could always continue to be in touch and I'll continue to, I'll try to continue to adapt. So we're in an amazing season. For those joining us, we are now in this zone, at least in the Jewish calendar of the pre-Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur zone. It's called Elul. It's a month, the last month of the year. And it really is, in many ways, the, the lead up to New Year's, right? Like in the secular world, the lead up is different. It's sort of the, the wind down. You're seeing the end of the year. December sort of comes to the end. Really, in the Jewish calendar, it's a little different, right? As the, it's really the Elul, this last month that we're in right now, is both really the wind down. We don't really feel like a wind down. It really feels like a ramp up if you're doing it right. We're about to enter into really the days of judgment, the days of awe, the days in which we stand before our creator. We have a mission in this world. We have a reason for being here. We have things that we want. And like a general or like a CEO, so to speak, God looks at the at the business. He looks at the entire world. He sees how the world's doing. He evaluates what has been done and what's going to be. And in preparation for that, we have a month. And the month is really supposed to gear us towards that moment. Think about it. Prepare for it. Work things out beforehand. You stand before the CEO, before your review. This happens in corporate America all the time. At the end of the calendar year, you have your review. You have your department review if you're in charge. You may have your company review if you're standing maybe in front of your investors. And you're asking for a bonus. You're asking for more money. You're asking for you know more capital. There's a moment that comes where those that are delivering resources want to review those that received resources. You think about it. We've been receiving resources. We've been receiving the breath that we have and the food and the sustenance and all the stuff that really is manifest in this world from the spiritual world is part of our allotment for the year. Family, money, and whatever we have. And this is the time. that The high holidays really is the time in which we, so to speak, give an accounting for it. And we'll talk about it as it gets closer. Regardless of, again, always, denomination, religion, don't matter. It's always... These are lessons that are universal. The Jewish calendar is a is a it's a it's an experience in growth. And when you just understand what it's doing, you realize that it's there to help us all grow and be better. And having a moment where we are able to take stock in what we've been through and what, what we've done and what we want to do or what we want to be is a very daunting task and it's critical for our growth we talk about this all the time here on the show one of the reasons 
why some teams perform better than others really is because of their review process. When you look at like professional sports, you see that like they never play a game and go home and play a game. Like that's what kids do. That's what guys do on the weekend. If you're a professional at at a sport, you don't just play a game. You play a game and then you spend days reviewing the game, reviewing your plays, and then use the review to plan the next game. And you keep at it until ultimately all the mistakes that you've been making are working themselves through. If you watch the career of athletes, you see them getting measurably better because they're actually looking at their mistakes and trying to fix them. This actually is the work of a man named Anders Ericsson. If you remember, we spoke about this in the show years before. Uh, if you remember, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called Outliers, and in there he created a, he popularized the concept called the 10,000 hour rule. Many people think it's Malcolm Gladwell's rule. It's not, it's Anders Ericsson's rule. And he says, his research, that 10,000 hours creates expertise. What outliers didn't do in the research, which became this small little brouhaha afterwards, if you were in that world following it a little bit, is it didn't, I don't think enough, explain that 10,000 hours really isn't enough. Right? Because what if, if you do 10,000 hours, let's, let's, let's use sports. Let's say you, you have 10,000 hours swinging a bat. But let's say you're swinging the bat wrong. You're not going to be great at swinging a bat. Right? If you have 10,000 hours of going to work, but you don't know how to do your job well, so you keep on doing it mediocre, well, guess what? You'll have 10,000 hours of being mediocre. There are lots of people in companies today that have 10,000 hours clocked in, and they're not any better. It's not 10,000 hours that makes you great. It's 10,000 hours of what he calls deliberate practice that makes you great. What is deliberate practice? And this is what I want to begin this season with understanding this concept because if and we've touched on this it's okay in my opinion we can touch on concepts again and again right i'm reading right now i'm rereading one of the great jewish books of all time the book called misilat yisharim written by um rabbi moshe chaim luzato and it's one of the most famous books of of musar self-development and he writes in the introduction he writes what i'm going to tell you is basically self-evident don't for a second think that you're going to hear something. And this is one of the most influential books in history. And the introduction, he says, do not expect from this some unique, innovative idea. And when you read it, you'll feel that way. But understand that, and I'm reading into what he said, that when you look for innovation, it's great. And it's intellectually stimulating. But the stuff that has to change your life is the stuff that you pretty much know, but because you're not habituating it into your mind, it's not actually making the difference. And he writes in the introduction brilliantly, if you have the book, you should read it. It's incredible. But he writes in there that one of the great mistakes that we make is that if you're intellectually minded, you don't listen or read things that sound familiar. You're so busy looking at the next you're so busy trying to find something new that you stop delving into things that are familiar. And as a result, you can't integrate that into your life. And you look at things that are familiar and almost you look down at them. Like, it's easy. Like, what's the big deal? I knew that. 
And you miss that knowing the information and conditioning the information are two entirely separate domains. And so really smart people that know everything about growth have not grown. You can see this all the time. Really smart people that know everything about marriage could have terrible marriages. They could be giving parenting classes and not be good parents. They could be giving classes on health and not be healthy. How is that possible? Because intellectual knowledge does not necessarily lead to the conditioning that you need to make it neurologically connected to who you are, right? And we've been through here. The more you delve into something, the more it becomes part of your schema. So knowing it once or knowing it twice or knowing it 50 times may not actually be important enough or conditioned enough so that when you're at the moment of the kid, the wife, the, the food, for your mind to go, we don't do that, we do that. That's a major trap that we make is that we think that because we understand it, we've conditioned it. Understanding and conditioning are two entirely different things. All right, we'll talk about this next time. Thanks so much for joining us again and looking forward to many more episodes together with God's help. Thanks for listening to The Pursuit of Awesome. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum's podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Charlie again for more insights on living an awesome life by tuning into the live webinar every weekday morning or by listening to this podcast at your leisure. To sponsor, contact podcasts at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.